Warning, the following show contains explicit language. Certain people should not listen to this show, such as children and panty-waist adults who cry like 12-year-old little girls when they hear profanity. Welcome once again, my friends, to the Dr. Reality Podcast. I'm Dave Champion, and as you probably know, the latest establishment push is to get young people, children, and infants vaccinated. You may remember there was the big dust-up concerning when Joe Rogan said young, healthy people should not get vaccinated. And then the establishment narrative was he walked that back, which, in fact, he did not walk that back. Uh, I don't want to get into that too much. I'll just say this. He said, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, so that's not saying he was wrong. Uh, Joe, when he wants to be, can be self-deprecating, and I believe that's what that was. And then the issue became, uh, does it protect other people? And Joe said, that's not what I was addressing. So, no, he didn't really walk that back. But, of course, the media excoriated him. And who was his adversary in that discussion? Yeah, Anthony, the big fucking liar, Fauci. I want to read to you something Fauci recently said as to why young people should get the mRNA vaccine that has never, ever ever, can I say that enough times, ever been involved in a long-term study concerning its effects on the human body. So here's Fauci responding to the question, why should young people, in theory, get vaccinated? Quote, you don't want to be part of the propagation of the outbreak. Because if you get infected, even though you're young and healthy, you could pass it on to someone else who could have a severe outcome. And when you get infected, you are propagating the outbreak. You're not being a dead stop. You're allowing the virus to continue from you to someone else. The first thing I want to talk about is the young person who gets infected can infect somebody else who may have more severe symptoms. But before I do that, I want to talk about Fauci's comment about you're not being a dead stop. What he means by that is you're not being part of like, stop this virus right now. Okay, so that reminds me of something I said, I don't know, it's gotta be seven or eight months ago now in in an earlier presentation. I said, what would the government and the health experts do if we reached the point where, yeah, lots of people could get infected, but nobody was getting seriously ill or dying. In theory, with the vaccine, that's exactly where we're at. Deaths have absolutely plummeted. And of course, I'm not a vaccine fan. By the way, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just not a fan of a type of vaccine using a vaccine technology that has never, ever, 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 ever had a single long-term trial. I am not a fan of a vaccine such as that. I'm not anti-vax per se. So credit where credit is due to this particular vaccine, it does seem quite efficacious at stopping patients from developing serious COVID-19 and life-threatening COVID-19. The number of people who have had the vaccine and then gotten COVID-19 seriously and died is a fraction of the number of people who used to get COVID-19, get critically ill, and pass away. So in terms of preventing deaths, the the vaccine appears to be quite efficacious. Now, that 
doesn't mean we're not going to find problems six months, a year, two years down the road with this mRNA-type technology vaccine. But it seems in the short term right now, it is efficacious for the purpose that it was introduced on the market to achieve. So then what's this dead stop stuff? It's like, like, wait a second. So if no one is dying, which we're awfully close to that, awfully close, if nobody's dying and nobody's getting really seriously ill with COVID-19, why would you care how many people have the virus? If somebody gets the virus and they're asymptomatic or they get the virus and they lose their sense of taste and smell for a couple of weeks, or they get the virus and they have an elevated temperature for, I don't know, 30 hours, whatever the case is, why would you care if nobody's getting seriously ill and nobody's dying? But you'll notice that's exactly what Fauci is pushing. Dead stop. Zero transmission, which aside from the fact that it's absolutely physiologically, scientifically, and practically impossible, that's what he's pushing which is exactly what I predicted, I don't know what it was, six or eight months ago, that these knuckleheads, it wouldn't be enough that people weren't getting seriously ill. It wouldn't be enough that no one's dying. In their goal to make big pharma even wealthier than it already is, it would push for zero transmission. All right, so onto the representation by Fauci that somebody could get it and give it to somebody else who would have more severe symptoms. Let's take a look at that for a second. Now, you remember when the vaccine rolled out, it rolled out initially very, very late December, but it was just dribs and traps. It didn't really get rolling until about mid-January. But you remember there was a hierarchy. So um, it was first responders, it was high risk, it was the elderly and so forth. So those people who consider themselves high risk or in a high risk occupation, the vaccine was made available to them first. And when I say it was made available to them first, the average ordinary Joe could not get the vaccine because all the vaccines that were shipping were going to these people who are considered high risk or high priority. So now they've gone down the pecking order from the very highest risk, down, 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 to the point where now it's available to everybody, right? So in this construct, anybody who believed themselves to be high risk has been vaccinated. So, so when Fauci says, well, if a young person doesn't get vaccinated, they're going to give it to somebody else who could experience severe uh, symptoms. R- really, who would that be? Another young person, young people with serious COVID-19 is virtually unheard of. Now, I'm going to get a little bit more to that in a minute. A younger person could perhaps infect an older person. Well, if that older person perceives themselves to be high risk, if they were high risk, they were probably being told by doctors and so forth, go get the vaccine. Then there's the people who just say, I, I know I've got type 2 diabetes, or I know I'm obese, or I had a heart attack three years ago and I had quadruple bypass. I know I'd better take that vaccine. So they've rushed down and get the vaccine. So if everybody who is high risk or perceives themselves to be high risk has had the vaccine and the vaccine prevents people from getting serious, severe COVID symptoms or dying, what are we talking about? This transmission is going to give people severe symptoms. That's what the vaccine was intended to prevent. So is it that Fauci doesn't really believe in the vaccine? All right, so now I want to share with you a big pharma advertisement that talks about the 10 reasons that young people should get vaccinated. Okay, I'm going to run through these really quickly. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. Okay, number one, all of America needs young adults to help stay safe. Well, we just talked about that a moment ago with Fauci, so I'm going to leave that alone. It's critical to protect children. I said a moment ago I was going to get into this, and here's the moment. Okay, so 
children. Now, it's always interesting how they define that. For Because, for instance, anti-gun groups, they define children up to, I believe, it's 25 years of age, so they can include gang violence, right? Okay, so clearly, yeah, some 21-year-old shooting a 23-year-old in a gang spat is not children and guns, right? So they always warp these numbers. I'm going to use a typical definition of children, which is somebody under the age of 18. So if you're under the age of 18, uh, we have, I didn't check the exact numbers from the CDC's provisional death count just before I came and sat down here, but the last time I looked at it, which was about a week ago, we were pretty much at about 540,000 deaths, about roughly 540,000. Of that, when I looked last week, how many were 17 or under? You ready? That was 540,000 total deaths in the United States. How many are 17 or under? Yeah, 277. Mm-hmm. And I actually ran those numbers out. I ran out 277 as a percentage of the population, as a percentage of uh, all those who've died, as a percentage of those that are under 17 or under, which is 74.2 million people here in the United States. And every single one was like 0.00000 something. It's, it's to, to say that we have to protect children, talk about a scam. Getting vaccinated can up your dating game. Yeah, okay, we'll pass on that one. <laughs> Young people or their friends may be at higher risk than they think. Maybe. See, whenever you hear could, may, might, that kind of language, what it means is we're just making shit up, right? Whether you're reading it in some sort of a an article that contends it's telling you about something scientific or whether it's trying to pitch some, whether you're reading an article that's trying to pitch something at you. If it's may, might, could, just ignore it. So we're just going to ignore that nonsense. A new strain is spreading rapidly. Okay, there's not a new strain. They literally, after that point, it talked about the B117, which is the technical designation for the UK variant. The UK variant is the dominant strain here in the United States at this time. And I've said time and again, to people who want to listen, after the UK variant became dominant in the UK over the next eight weeks, eight weeks, new daily infections dropped in the UK 96% and deaths dropped 88% in the eight weeks after the UK variant became the dominant strain. It's the dominant strain here in the United States. What's happening right now in the United States? Yeah, cases are plummeting, much to be feared from the UK variant. If young people don't get vaccinated, it could leave everyone vulnerable. Who the fuck is everyone? We already talked about this a little bit with the Fauci response. I'm not going to go through it again. Next one. Getting vaccinated will help the economy. No, the, the virus has done nothing to the economy. What has damaged the economy is the reaction of the government to the virus. And right now, the states that are experiencing economic damage are those with Democratic insane governors. Now, I am nonpartisan, so I typically have eschewed getting involved in any sort of political equation when it comes to this virus. But that is simply the reality of it right now. States with Republican governors have opened up and their economies are kicking ass. And states with Democrat governors are being a little... <laughs> called ninnies. <laughs> They're being ninnies. It's a political agenda. They're keeping everything locked down. And yeah, the governors, the Democratic governors are damaging the economy, not the virus. And nobody needs to get jabbed for a better economy. Vaccines can save people lots of money. Okay. <laughs> not even going to go there, right? COVID-19 doesn't have to kill you to wreck your life. 
Okay, so I guess perhaps that's true, but young people aren't having their lives wrecked by it. I know they, they, the, the pitch is that there's all this long-term stuff. And the long-term stuff is uh, look what they call long haulers, excuse me. I, I want to share a story with you. This is a true story. You remember back when there was a suit against Dow Corning for the silicone breast implants. And I got a great friend of mine back in California. He's retired now, just about a year ago. Brilliant guy. And uh, he's a cosmetic surgeon. He did a lot of the silicone breast implants back in the day. Very astute. He's the—he's an MD, but I mean, he's part scientist. The guy's just brilliant, right? And here was an observation he made to me when he and I were talking about the Dow Corning silicone breast implants. He said, Dave, this is how it works. If a woman does not have silicone breast implants or has silicone breast implants that have been verified not to be leaking, then whatever health problem they get is just a normal health problem that they were prone to get with or without silicone breast implants. But if there's any evidence that a silicone breast implant leaked, then any (laughs) physical problem that they have is because of the silicone. So you get where I'm going with this, right? The parallel is people get all sorts of weird physical ailments all the time, but if somebody had COVID-19 and then recovered and they have something weird, now it's the COVID-19. Now it's the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Uh, You know, some of the stuff is just absolutely insane, such as, uh, I read this one story, Uh, this gal who is obese and COVID-19, she didn't have a really, really severe, like life-threatening case, but yeah, it was very, very uncomfortable for her. And now she claims she can't walk. (laughs) Okay, so I... Whatever's going on with her, I don't mean to dismiss it. I don't mean to laugh at her. But there is absolutely nothing in all of known science that would connect her having difficulty walking, uh, as an obese person, (laughs) having difficulty walking with any virus, unless it's perhaps something to do with her spinal column, and there's no evidence of that either in, in her particular case. So yeah, the number of young people who've had their lives ruined by COVID-19 is a, is almost about on par with, out of 74.2 million Americans under the age of seven or 17 or under 277 dying. Yeah, that's not a justification for somebody who's young and healthy to go out and have themselves jabbed with a vaccine for which there have been no long-term studies. Last one, strong, healthy immune systems can backfire. Yeah, autoimmune problems are, are the body's immune system. Not backfiring so much as just... Uh, it has lost its way, I think, is, is a better layperson's way of phrasing it. So I guess what they're saying is, which there's no science behind this, but what they're saying is if you have some sort of autoimmune problem that you're better off getting an mRNA vaccine than you are letting your body's natural immune function deal with it. Now, keep in mind... The vast majority of autoimmune issues have nothing to do with fighting off disease. They do something adverse to a particular system or organ in the body. It doesn't mean you automatically cannot fight off a virus. Okay, And so the idea that, that the vaccine is somehow safer than your body's own immune process Yeah, Johnson & Johnson blood clots. I'll just leave that there. 
So that was quite a 10-point sales pitch, was it not, by the by Big Pharma promoting the vaccines? Okay, so now I'm going to tell you the truth. That, that was not a Big Pharma adver- advertisement, although it certainly plays like one, right, which is why I introduced it as such. That was CNN acting as the mouthpiece for Big Pharma. So you've got people like Anthony Fauci, you've got people like Rochelle Walensky, who's the CDC director, you've got people, organizations like CDC, and they're all just pimping vaccines in order to for Big Pharma to make billions and billions of dollars. And yeah, their arguments are absolutely nonsensical and not, I think this is really important, not scientific. I'm very excited. There's a guy who does a lot of stuff on uh, Twitter, and he does a lot of stuff with nutritional science. And he and I just had a conversation, and I'm sending him a copy of Body Science. Uh, I can't wait for him to get his hands on it, because I'm sure he's going to read it, and he's going to be like, I have to tell everyone about that. So that's very exciting for me. But it can be very exciting for you, because uh, there was a gentleman who said in a comment, I forget what it was, whether it was Facebook or YouTube, wherever, He said, I would much rather have someone I care about read body science, understand how physiology really works, and then go that route rather than getting jabbed with an mRNA vaccine that has absolutely zero long-term trials. So if that makes sense to you, I'm going to advocate you go to drreality.news. Click on store, take a look at uh, body science, and you're probably getting tired of me saying it, but it's the truth. I I never want anyone to just believe me. So please do read the reviews for body science. Pick yourself up a copy of that. If you're inclined, Income Tax Shattering the Mist will be one of the most fascinating books you will read in your entire life. You have my word on that. So take a look at that as well. Again, look at the reviews. Don't believe me. Thanks for being here.